0: I want to break free. I want to break free. I want to break free from your lives. Yeah, so satisfatisfied out of need. You. I've got to break
1: free. Busy, busy, busy weekend here in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, no. We got the memorial tournament going on out in Dublin. I, I plan on going to that. On Sunday, I'm going to go out with a fiancé. She's never been. And, you know, she's a huge Columbus diehard, so I'm going to take her out, walk her around the course, you know, for a couple hours. Maybe we'll obviously get the milkshakes and whatnot and, you know, enjoy ourselves. It's going to be a hot one this weekend here in Columbus. I don't know. Obviously, we got listeners from all over, from Canada. Canada, I'm glad you got some fans back in the building. I think I was a little hard on you guys. Back when I said you guys took a huge L, you're on a little bit of a bounce back. This Montreal Canadiens-Jets series has been, I think it's it's put it's put Canada in the good spot because Montreal is proving to be Canada's team. I mean, they're really doing some good stuff right now. They they might come out of this North Division as champions. They might sweep the Jets. I they might sweep the Jets and. We got a fun show today got Tom coming on you guys remember Tom Um, He's been a busy guy. We still haven't been allowed to have him back in the studio. So it's kind of hard to reach him and I know the interview Discussions the phone in the phones discussions aren't always the best, but I had to get him in here to give his takes And he always gives a good one. So I have him coming up here shortly But before I get to that again, just want to say Canada. I'm sorry Canada. By the way, you are in the World Juniors Finals. You know, after absolutely sucking, you somehow find your way into the gold medal game. That's awesome. Good for you guys. Cole Caulfield, he's buzzing. Armea's playing good. Joel Armea. Tyler Toffoli just scoring sick, nasty goals. Nick Suzuki scoring goals. And now the Jets are without Shifley. So... You can win the series you could very easily sweep this series. I do believe that and let's waste absolutely no time Let's just get into it with Tom. Here he is All right, you guys know this dude this is Tom Tom what's yeah. up? Uh, getting golf balls getting golf balls for a round later Yeah Hey. You never have too many, right? What are you grabbing? What are you grabbing right now? I'm a big Callaway guy. Okay. I
2: cuz I, I figured I got all Callaway clubs, so I just kind of figured I'm only allowed to hit Callaway golf balls then.
1: Okay, what's the do you know the, what the Callaway equivalent to the Pro V1 is? Because like the Pro V1 is uh, by far the best golf ball. Like, I I've personally yeah. hit
2: I don't know the name of it, but it's the one that I, I'm sure you've picked it up at some point. It's got like the two like blue lines and red line on it for like putting.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm using Have those two those? right now. Yeah. I am using yeah, those right now.
2: Like, those are like the equivalent. Those are like the most expensive. Are I they don't
1: really? Those. Are they really? Like
2: well,
1: $35. Well, Pops gave me like three of those for, uh, it was for, like, a, the, oh, gosh, for something. He gave me three of them. I don't know. He just, like, here, take these. And, and I was like, oh, these are cool. I had no idea that those were the Pro V1s of Callaway. They felt like it. I like, loved them.
2: Yeah, they're, they're like, $35, man.
1: Two of them are at the bottom of a pond right now at Medallion. That's but, fine. Jeez, <laughs> man. Okay, all right. I'd I buy, like, buy, like, the $20, like, super soft ones. Yeah, I like those a lot. Those are solid. Those are good. Like
2: they're not the night. They're, they're obviously not like the equivalent of the Pro V1, but I can still feel the difference over like just using stones.
1: You want to do me a favor and pick me up a, a three a three ball sleeve of something. Just pick okay. pick me up a three ball sleeve. I, I actually I need some new balls and. I, you know, because I just said two of them are right at the bottom of a pond. I, I am running low. I don't plan on hitting in the water a ton today, but you know, it could be one of those days. Mhm. But and, do you it, just
2: want a whole box?
1: No, I don't want a whole box. I don't want to spend that much. Just, let's go three. Three should be fine. The rock, we're good at the rock. That's where we're playing later today. Like we know table rock like the it's back only, of our hand.
2: It's, it's only twenty bucks for a box. You have I'm fine. If you're gonna sell me on a
1: box, give me a box, and I'll do a box combo. Geez, give me a box.
2: Yeah, just get get four attendees.
1: <laughs> me... All right. Speaking of attendees, Carey Price, brother, this man. He's not. He's not too bad. He's he's good at sports. He is good. He's not too bad. <laughs> he's... I I I don't know why. I mean. He just shut out the Jets last night, one nothing game. He's doing Jonathan Quick things. Like, when Jonathan Quick drug the LA Kings to Stanley Cup championships, this is yeah. what Carey Price when is doing. Seed, yeah, yeah.
2: It No, he is I, – I watched, a, I think, about, like, half the game yesterday. I missed, like, the first period and a half. It wasn't that too exhilarating of a game. But, I mean, he's still pitched to Shuddy, so.
1: This guy in the playoffs, man, he's just, he's something else. We haven't seen him in the playoffs that much. Well, First of all, he gets in the playoffs basically every year, but then he gets knocked out because his team has no offense. This team in Montreal, they actually have some pieces that have been, they've kind of scrambled and put together this team over time the last few years, and now they're just buzzing right now. Like Caulfield looks mm-hmm. good, Armea's playing good, and then Tyler Toffoli's goal last night was just so nice. Did you see that?
2: Yeah, um, and uh, I think it was Suzuki in Game One against the Jets. Was it Game One against the Jets or was it Game the Game Seven? He had a nasty goal against somebody.
1: Yeah, I think I I. I... Honestly, that Montreal's been buzzing so hard that it's just, they're just knocking through Canadian teams right now. They are so easy. They're so, right now my favorite team to watch. It just sucks that they're not playing in front of fans. Honestly, like it, this mm-hmm. series has been so good. You just wish like they were playing at a full MTS Center with the whiteout and everything. That that oh, part really could sucks.
2: You, could you imagine? Could you imagine how loud the Bell Center would be? Them going back up to nothing.
1: Oh, they would be. Oh in yeah, in the second round, They're gonna, I'm sure they'll have some people there too. By the way, right? Like they they'll had, have
2: like five. have like 500. They've been saying like 500 healthcare workers. Yeah, but if that barn was packed, Montreal second round up to nothing coming home, that thing would be so loud.
1: Biggest arena in the NHL, the Bell Center. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I just wanted to give your give your little quick hits on all these series the Vegas Colorado one has obviously I mean not to compare the two series but this has been we want
2: to talk about the Shifley thing
1: oh Shifley yes hit? yeah real quickly we can hit on that I have no I it was just a tough situation I don't think he was coming in with any sort of mal or any I, sort I of think the suspension was fair what did it end up four games yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's a little much. I think it's more than what it should have been. I think it was basically like it was just a charging penalty, is what basically so, what he did. He, so, I don't think. It, I think it was it was that situation where Sean Wade and Trevor Lawrence has happened to Ohio State.
2: So for me, if he just would have made like a slight like move with his stick on the puck then I don't care. But, like, he doesn't even try to play the puck at all. Yeah. but then, You know what I mean? Like, like I know it's a real yeah. split decision, and that's really hard to do. Like, once you get that decision made that quick, like, you're stuck with it. But I, I just would have liked to have seen, like, just a little effort on the puck.
1: But my understanding of hockey, I feel like, was you don't have to play the puck. Like, being able to hit a guy – is part of playing defense. You know what I mean, and he's no, trying to. I, I completely agree. He's trying to score a, a goal there to take the to take a two to take a two goal lead in the last minutes of a Stanley Cup playoff game.
2: No, I completely agree. I don't think he should have been booted out of the entire series. Um, uh, like I I forget who I was talking to, but I said like if. Uh Evans jumps right up and celebrates, then we're not even talking about anything.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, too, is, like, I think I thought two-game suspension would have been good. Four-game is on the heavier end of what I thought. I am happy that he didn't get, like, kicked out of the playoffs. Not that that ever would happen. You don't see the NHL kicking guys out of the playoffs. Yeah. But there are some whack jobs out there that thought he needs to get kicked out. And I'm just like, that's ridiculous, man. He's playing. He's playing hockey. Like that's what you sign up for. And I thought, I thought Evans could have done a little bit better of a job of understanding his own awareness on the ice. You know, you has got to keep his head up. Like he's you got to keep your head, head up. up a little bit. You
2: get like you. If you're coming around the net like that, you got to keep your. Head that's out.
1: what. That's what I saw. I saw a reckless play on both ends. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah. that's just me. It just it like. It, I I guess.
2: Just like uh, he came in a little high no no real play on the pucks maybe like two or three maybe four is a little excessive but i i he shouldn't it shouldn't have gone over four
1: did you see that mark shifley's also taking some harassment online that stuff's just gross man like from his family like or, or not from his family but towards his family
2: then that's, that's not, yeah, that's like uh, the fans throwing uh, uh, stuff at
1: the NBA players. Like, I just like to think NHL fans can hold themselves to a higher standard. You know, like the NBA fans doing that, that's gross too. Like, but, but the NHL like fans doing what they're doing. And you saw that thing with Ethan Bear from the Oilers and, it's just like, come on, let's be better, folks. Let's be better. Let's be better. You just you you've got some bad people out there. Vegas, Colorado, though. Not to compare the two series, but just because they were on back-to-back last night, I couldn't help but think how much better and more entertaining of a series. And like that's crazy to think about. But uh, this series is so fun. T-Mobile Arena was bumping last night, and... As gonna,
2: soon as they scored
1: that second goal, I was like, they're winning the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They they just... It, as soon
2: as they tied it, I yeah. was like, they're scoring again, and the game's over. It's
1: crazy how an arena can just flip like that. How, like, in a whole arena, fans can go from just being scared well, and nervous to just it, being on top of the world.
2: Well, it's it's just crazy, because we went from all of last year's postseason with no fans at the beginning of this season... To some fans, and now we're seeing full fans, and it's just crazy seeing how how much that actually adds to it. Like you don't really think of, we never really thought about it before COVID how much it could change a game, but since we actually got to experience no fans, it's it's crazy to see how much it does change a game.
1: Yeah, because the game is just a game when there's no fans there. But there is an added element. There's an added tension in the building when there are fans there. And you just saw like that. We've had so many games like that as Blue Jackets fans going to playoff games. You know, when you're down 2-0 yeah. in a series or you're just, you're going against a, an opponent that is had your number all year and you're down against them. And then all of a sudden you tie the game up and you have all this hope, this resurgence of hope. And then for them to win that game, did you see that video I put on the hockey dudes, by the way, that Vegas fan? Like up in the section. that over. He was up and fist pumping when Colorado scored that first goal. Like and I, I watched it like five times. It was a celebratory fist pump. It was not a mad fist pump. It was it was hilarious. That,
2: that was like uh the two games we went to, we're like, we we're like, we're not bad about the other team scoring right
1: now. No, It's for, it's for the over, but then Vegas scored and I put the video, I responded to it with the Vegas scoring and you could still see all the fans going wild around him and he's just standing there. Like he's like, I'm like, did this guy bet the AVS? Is that did he, did he, did he pay for the win? He absolutely did. He, he paid for the win. But he might have put too much money on the win. Like, he might have been sitting there like, shh, I put way too much money on the Avs this game.
2: This was this was way too much. I did not need to pay this much for the ticket and for the win.
1: Because now he's celebrating Avs goals, but upset about Knights goals because, yeah, that's, that's hilarious to me. But overall, I just love this series. I thought Vegas did a great job coming out. They went – a thousand miles per hour in that first those first two periods. Colorado had like four shots in the first period. It was insane. And
2: that that was so I kept seeing that thing. I'm like, this team's so fast and they can't get anything right now.
1: I also I love seeing William Carlson score big playoff goals. Like I know it wasn't the sexiest goal, but just some guy just seeing a Columbus blue jacket, even though for this for the small time that he was a blue jacket, to see him out there what?
2: Wait, when did he score?
1: He scored last night. I think he scored their was their first goal. Vegas's first to go up one nothing.
2: Okay, so I did fall asleep for the first two goals, so then I could stay up to watch the rest of the game. So I yeah. did miss the first two goals.
1: Fair enough. All right, two more quick takes on this from me, and then I'll let you wrap the series up before we move on to the next one. Big key for Vegas is to don't go on, don't go on the PK. Whatever you do, do not go on the penalty kill against Colorado. Dude, It'll I just
2: love. I know he was my dog this year on my fantasy team, but I just love watching Nate McKinnon.
1: Oh, he's so electric. He's dude, so good.
2: I mean, dude, it's incredible seeing how fast he can be and how quick he can stick handle and how... How much speed he still gets on the shot going that
1: fast? He makes like no mistakes. Like he just consistently makes no mistakes.
2: Like I feel like I'm always in awe when I see him skating like full stride, stick handling it like 25 times, and then still ripping a shot like 90 miles an hour. Yeah,
1: he just plays so fast and plays so smooth. It's almost he almost plays like a perfect hockey game every time he's out there. It's crazy. Uh, and then my final take on this series is I don't think I think the retro jerseys ruin Vegas's crowd. I don't like seeing the red in the crowd. It, it makes me. Yeah, it, I'm not a fan of the red. It it stands out too much. Boom! I, that's why I tried. That's why I tried to say back when they first released the reverse retro jerseys, it's not their color, and everybody bought them.
2: Stands out way. Stands out way
1: too stands much. Stands out too much. I liked. I just like the people need to be wearing the gold jerseys. That would be cool. Like the gray and gold. Yep. yep. That'd be way cooler. All I right. I agree. We're up against it here. Um, I'll just ask you one question. We're up up against the clock. Hurricanes, they come back, make it a 2-1 series. Huge win on the road. And all of a sudden, it's a series again now. You know, big game today at, at 4 o'clock. Chance to get home ice advantage back.
2: Yeah, I'll give props to you. How good is Aho? You've been saying it for a while now.
1: Yeah, he's, he's good. He is good. He has been...
2: You, even before he turned into like this player like this year and last year, you you've always been pumping his tires. How good
1: is he? He's just he's so fast. He's just like the fastest guy. He scores big goals. He had a goal yesterday just a simple breakout where he just put one between the five hole. He he's nasty, man. And his stick his sticks always in the right spot for a deflection. Yeah. No, he's good. He doesn't get enough credit. Honestly, I think maybe it's because he plays in Carolina, just not a big hockey market. But he's honestly. But I also
2: think. I also think Carolina, like he is the best player on that team, but Carolina is also a team that uses all of its lines. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like when you think of Colorado and Tampa, you think of the top, the two top lines. They're kind of like a, a committee team with their defensemen, too. So, but it's probably part of the market, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm so excited about that series again. I thought, like, I was a little worried, like, Carolina's not making it feel real. And even though the games haven't been the best hockey games to watch, you still, it's Carolina and Tampa Bay. Like, these are two teams that could eventually go on to win the Stanley Cup. At least I'd like to think so. And I think Carolina, was it? Two years ago, they played in a series against, when they beat Washington, didn't, like, not a single home team win a game that series? Didn't it go seven games and Carolina won? It
2: went, like, in Washington, yeah, I remember that. Because everybody was freaking out because Justin Williams, game seven, had, like, the primary assist on that goal. Yeah.
1: So that game coming up at 4 o'clock today, if you're listening (laughs) to this, you know the result, but Bruins Islanders final take, we got a Like two more minutes here before I gotta get you out. The uh, this series is—I hope it just goes back and forth till the end. I hope it just goes back and forth till the end. I'm sorry that Islanders Mm -hmm. had to give up a goal to Brad Marchand at that insane angle. Like that made no sense. How that went in? That was was like Patrick Kane. Like. That was like Patrick Kane in 2013, right? Like, the the building just – nobody believed that that went in. Or in 2011. Like, everyone's yeah. like, did that seriously – did we just lose the game like that?
2: It, I mean, he's just another guy that I don't – like, you, you only really think of him for his antics, but you don't really talk about how skilled he is a
1: lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a guy that I played against – in uh, Beer League Hockey the other night who he's just a total, like, D-bag on the ice but without the skill. And I told him, I was like, you're like Brad Marchand but, like, without the skill. Like, nobody talk. you're right, nobody talks about Brad Marchand's skill as much as they talk about his antics. But he just won a game. He just won game three at the Collie. And, yeah, I, I and think, I think a, the that's Islanders that's can another, win this series, though. I think it's a very
2: even series because... The Islanders are a team that doesn't by committee, but when that first line for Boston gets going it's hard to stop it is when you got three seven uh sixty three and eight just rolling, that is so hard to stop
1: and they're they're too deep they're too deep I think that their skill outweighs the islanders it's a series that reminds I
2: mean, me i was just gonna i was just gonna say uh and then just McAvoy on the back end.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's nasty. Um, I was just going to say this series reminds me of the Blue Jackets Boston series a lot.
2: Oh, 100%. Because, you know, we were like the Islanders. Like, we do it by committee. They have Barzell. We had Panarin. But we were a team that does it by all four lines. Uh i I would say Boston probably comes out on top just because of the skill, but I mean the Islanders always find somehow find a way at some point.
1: yeah, I agree. I think uh, when I said I think the Islanders could win this series, I mean, I think they can win it, but I that's more because I think Boston is going to win it, but I don't want to count out the Isles because they've played this good. All right, Tom. Um, I'll see you on the golf course today.
2: Yeah, I I just got to Dick's, so I'll go get you um, a box
1: of balls. All right, you will uh, see a Venmo charge then. All right, see you, man. Cool, cool. See you, brother. Good stuff there with Tom. Just talking about the Stanley Cup playoffs. We are well, well into round two right now and it is looking very fun. Fans are back in the buildings. I saw somebody on Twitter. I don't know if they were from Canada's media. I just, I see these kind of things and I just want to respond so bad, but I know I have to suppress myself. Do not get angry. But they tweeted out, what is Vegas doing? Like, do people feel a little bit uncomfortable there, like being around a bunch of fans? And I'm like, no, like America's open. We are open, Canada. That's how that works. Like, you put out a vaccine, people take it, and then they feel safe. All the unvaccinated folks, that's on them. It's on them. Okay. But well, I don't have to worry about that because I'm vaccinated. And I know some people are like, well, the vaccines aren't 100% correct. Okay, well, nothing is 100% correct. Me driving into work today isn't 100% correct. Like, that, I'm, there's not 100% safety in that. There's not 100% safety in me sitting here in this building right now. Somebody could fall on me or I could just get electrocuted out of nowhere. That's happened before, actually. Like, there was one time... Early, early days of us being in the new building here at the fan, Eric Reiser had to do a show in the Blue Jackets room and I was, you know, producing in the production room and he started talking and we both like, I got a zap in my ear. Like I got zapped by the board. I got shocked. And then he said, he's like, did you feel that shock? And I was like, yeah, I was like you felt that? Like, he's like, yeah, I did. I I thought that was like the oddest thing. And I'm like, that was kind of odd. Like. Our equipment shouldn't shock us. And if it is shocking us, I'd like to know why. And nobody ended up following through on that. And then Greg went on vacation, the engineer, for a week. So surprisingly, the ship has been held down here at the fan safely by our program director. He does an absolute phenomenal job. So back to hockey, Blue Jackets fans. Tough news with Max Domi. He's going to have shoulder surgery. Guy's 26 years old. He's gonna miss the start of next season. He's repairing a labral tear in his right shoulder You know the first thing I thought when I saw that was dang the guy's not gonna be able to play golf this summer (laughs) I know the guy likes to play golf He found out that he was getting traded when he was on the uh, the golf course with Josh Anderson He found out he was getting traded For Josh Anderson while he was with Josh Anderson. That's crazy. They were playing golf and Domi, who had procedure on Thursday, um, is expected to make a full recovery in five to six months, uh, Yarmo told media on Friday. This is what he said. He said, Max had been experiencing some discomfort in his right shoulder, which he brought to our attention last week, and a subsequent examination revealed a labral tear. It was determined that surgery was the best course of action. Okay, I mean, yeah, get, get him surgery. Get him healthy. Uh, it's not even like I'm upset that he, he's not going to. I'm obviously upset he's not going to be in the lineup. But I, you know, the Blue Jackets are at a point now where I'm not expecting to make the, the postseason now. Now that we're going to be in this rebuild and we're probably going to trade Seth Jones. And before I got on this podcast today, I just looked up Seth Jones trade rumors just to see which, you know, team blogs are talking about him. Google Seth Jones trade rumors, hit the news tab and you'll get NBC sports. Seth Jones, a target for the flyers. You'll get rink royalty, LA Kings, who says no trader proposals for defenseman. Seth Jones, NHL rumors, three teams that should trade for Seth Jones right now. Vancouver Canucks. This is from the hockey writers trade pieces for potential Seth Jones trade tip of the tower This is Toronto Maple Leafs. Could they pull off a Seth Jones trade the Blackhawks up? The Blackhawks would be an instant contender with Seth Jones forever blue shirts the uh, the Rangers NHL NHL rumors weekly blue jackets caps penguins Oilers and Rangers all in trade talks Dan's daily trade rumors swirl in to penguins on right track. I'm uh, This is all I have to do with Seth Jones obviously all these articles, so There's gonna be a lot of teams that are gonna take a risk. You know the, it's it's a regular thing in sports nowadays teams will give up a lot to have a star player for one year and Shoot that when you put that in perspective for Blue Jackets fans it's the fact that we got Star players for two years in a trade deal, it makes me still think like th- I still think this team's in good hands with Yarmo. I still think this team's in good hands with Yarmo. I know that there was that article from Aaron Portsline when he talked to three anonymous former Blue Jackets and they asked uh he was they were talking about, you know, how Yarmo was the issue he made it very hard to negotiate. I still think I still think the team's in good hands with them. I really do. I don't know. Maybe he'll learn something from that article. I have no idea. I hope so because I'd like to see this thing get turned around and get turned around really quickly. But I'm sitting here looking at these trade rumors and I'm kind of getting excited. Like even though we won't we likely won't have a competitive team to look forward towards, at least we'll have some new players. <laughs> Because I don't know. That's even though that's a very regular thing for the Blue Jackets to just constantly have regular play or new players come in. It it doesn't matter. I still get excited that, and we're gonna have a new coach. Actually, here's John Davidson, our president of hockey operations, talking about potential coaches to target.
2: I don't think you can bring in a coach who's never coached before, but you can. I mean, there's there's a number of very very uh, qualified names out there. Now, is, is it going to some coach to want to come here that's already been a coach for, I don't know, umpteen years and wants to come in and win a cup today? Uh, that's not going to fit for us. We want a guy that's going to want to come in here, understand that we have to grow and get better and win a cup.
1: Boom. We got to grow, get better, and we got to win a cup. That's the standard, everybody. We're going to win a cup. We're going to figure it out. We're going to start from scratch. We're going to build this thing up. We've seen other teams do it. We just talked about with Tommy how the Montreal Canadiens have put together a nice little team. That's the Jackets now. Just reset. Reset everything. Start from the bottom. Okay? Things can turn. There's a lot of parody in the league. Quote John Cooper. Tampa Bay Lightning head coach. There's parody in this league. Boom. Let's get periodic. Periodic even though we were the parody he was talking about when that happened and that was our absolute peak. Let's get back to that. Let's just get back to medium other tough news for penguins fans. I don't care about penguins fans, but this is tough news for you guys. Evgeny Malkin. He is also undergoing surgery Not on his shoulder though, on his right knee. He's going to miss the start of training camp. So this is tough. 35 year old centerman. He missed 23 games last year because of his right knee. He's uh he's getting surgery for it, so I don't know. It's tough. I You know, it's funny. Both these guys actually had really similar seasons. Evgeny Malkin was, you know, not playing well at the start, and then he ended up heating up a, a little bit at the end of the year, finished with 28 points in 33 games, 8 Genos. And, you know, Max Domi kind of the same way. Max Domi came in, and he was really, really really not doing anything on the score sheet for us. You saw some good things, but for the most part, was wasn't generating a whole lot of points. He ended up doing okay. Twenty four points in fifty four games. I think he was he was definitely buzzing there at the end. You know, he was saucering passes all over the ice. Just a complete sauce fest max Stomi. Just sousing it all over the ice. That's what we got out of him. I hope to see that again soon. But he's got to get that right shoulder fixed. Penguins I don't know man 35 year old Malkin getting surgery. I you just got beat by the Islanders and you got beat handily It didn't look like you really even even though. I think you have more talent than them You didn't look like you did. I mean the Islanders kind of dummied you guys, so Is this it is this the end for the Penguins I Love this. I love I love talking about is it the end for the Penguins Cause I'm really hoping it is. I'm getting really, really freaking sick of those guys, man. But who knows? Only time will tell. All right. Nice little quick hockey dudes episode. Tommy just texted me by the way that he's like, it's hot as balls out there. And yeah. But you know what? I'll take that. I'll take hot as balls. Because they've invented pools after our golf round. We can go sit in the pool, Tom. We can go sit in the pool at Mackenzie's apartment. That's what we can go do. All right? Just relax. All right, let's get out of here. Let's me kissing you guys. Go tell your dogs about us and enjoy golf, but mostly tell your dog
0: the sound of your own